One year ago, tornadoes tore through western Kentucky, leaving a trail of devastation. And when Chief Creason came back, he said, Kathy, it's just, it's, it's awful. It's bad. Lives ripped apart ahead of the holidays. It was total devastation just a few streets over from here that people lost everything instantly. One year later, there is hope. It's in kind of true fashion of what our farming clients do. You know, farmers help each other out. And signs of rebuilding. Over a million dollars came into the GoFundMe. This morning, we return to Mayfield, Kentucky. And it truly was, amidst all this rubble and all this heartache, a true spirit of Christmas. To share stories of those helping make a Christmas comeback. A Christmas Comeback is brought to you by Case IH. Case IH equipment is designed, engineered, and built by farmers. See their stories at builtbyfarmers.com. Hello and welcome to A Christmas Comeback. I'm Clinton Griffiths. And I'm Ty Morgan. We're in Mayfield, Kentucky, standing at ground zero of where catastrophe hit one year ago, just two weeks before Christmas. It was an EF4 tornado that touched down on December 10th, 2021. Over the next 30 minutes, we'll revisit what happened that night and in the days following that rare December storm, but also show you how the entire community came together to rebuild as the town was changed in just minutes. And we start right here in Mayfield in December 10th, one year ago. Since Tuesday of that week, uh, we had been hearing on the local weather stations uh, uh, that something could possibly be headed our way. I've never been in my basement before for a storm. Never. I'm not afraid of a storm. I'm still not afraid of a storm. But this was different. I so firmly believe it that meteorologists, the local weather service at Paducah the uh, saved lives that night. On December 10th, 2021, the deadly tornado brought devastation. I lived four blocks from town and had no damage whatsoever, but I heard it. And so I foolishly thought, you know, maybe we've escaped this. As first responders began to wade through the rubble, they started to see the scars left behind. And when Chief Creason came back, he said, Kathy, it's just, it's, it's awful, it's bad. The only light source in downtown was one light running off the generator at the fire station that had been uh, severely damaged during the tornado. With some structures barely standing with severe damage to just yards away, others barely touched. The calculus of destruction to this rural town was cruelly selective. We have a residential area just north of, it just starts right at City Hall and extends northward. And all those homes were just gone. You couldn't even tell where homes had been. Just two miles from downtown Mayfield, Jackson Purchase Medical Center escaped a direct hit. Dave Anderson says the 107-bed hospital was only left with emergency power, but the team sprung into action in the most miraculous way. Probably the thing I'll never forget about that night is we didn't make a single phone call to staff to have them come to the hospital that night. They just came. Even when there were desperate calls for more help, the community didn't quit. From surrounding towns to an unexpected call from the president of LifePoint, which owns and operates the hospital in Mayfield, Anderson quickly learned Mayfield wasn't alone in this fight. I had heard of this generator truck that we have, but I didn't really have an idea what the full capability of it was. And he said, and I've got two 8,000 gallons of FDA approved fresh water 
uh, that are also rolling towards your hospital and, and should be there by, by nightfall. And the emergency response was swift and dire as the tornado claimed 24 lives in Mayfield, Graves County that December day. The morning of the 10th and, and uh, going to go do, do the walk for remembrance. As Mayfield remembers those lives lost on the anniversary, the response that flooded in from across the nation has been fuel for this rural town over the past year. It just proves what we've always known about people here in this community and now the, the nation, the world knows what we're like and, and it proves to me that that feeling of everybody's your neighbor. And Clinton, it was farmers as well as other community members who were the first on the scene clearing the way for first responders to rush in right here. But the agriculture impact stretched for miles. We'll look into that next. Plus, how those devastated still found joy during the Christmas season thanks to the generosity of strangers. That and more as our Christmas comeback continues. celebration of Mayfield's hard work to recover from the tornado, we threw a little party last week. That's right. We enjoyed meeting with people from this terrific town and getting into the holiday spirit with cookie decorating, hay rides, and a whole lot of hot chocolate, and of course, Santa. And we also got to sing Christmas carols with American Idol contestant Alex Miller, who was excited to perform for people in his home state. So, as you can see, the work here in Mayfield isn't finished, but this town still has a lot to celebrate. Yeah, that's right, Clinton. The weeks after the tornado hit, this community rushed into action, delivering help where it mattered most. It was unbelievable, the destruction that we saw on, the, on this town. These are just some of the images of the havoc that blanketed Mayfield a year ago. The water tower just over, over there fell, and, and if, they, if the wind didn't blow their house down, the water just washed wash their home down the street. Stephen Elder captured the aftermath just minutes after the tornado hit. It was total devastation just a few streets over from here that people lost everything instantly. Elder admits those weeks following the catastrophe were a blur, but what happened in the midst of the rubble may be what defines this town for generations. We put a GoFundMe out there and I thought, well, you know, if we get $25,000, we'll, we'll be able to do something. Well, little did I know, over a million dollars came into the GoFundMe, and it's, it's overwhelming just to say that. A community foundation started in 2018 was still small and fairly new, but Elder says it was the best vehicle to put out the call for help to the rest of the world. We can accept donations, and then we can get those donations directly into the hands of the people that were affected. And that's exactly what they did. From buying mattresses for people from a local furniture store to buying beef from local producers, those necessities were dispersed to local families effectively and efficiently. Helping with utility bills. We did just a number of things, real quick things to help people get back going. But the work didn't stop there. With all the homes lost, it left many families homeless in Mayfield. A big task, but one the foundation was willing to take on. We're the first supporters of Homes and Hope for Kentucky, and we've just built our 19th home uh, working through the Mennonites. Now working with a long-term recovery group, the goal is to build or repair 25 new homes by Christmas. It was on the same day that the uh, RVs came from the state government and the governor was here to, and we gave keys to four or five of those away that day, then broke ground for the first homes. 
While rebuilding has started in parts of Mayfield, downtown is still eerily vacant. Scars of the tornado were in the form of rubble. Stoplight poles mangled on each corner of the square and the courthouse now missing from this iconic area. So we've got to figure out how we're going to redefine ourselves and how we're going to commit to rebuilding so that the next generation does have the opportunity to stay here. The desolate downtown is a daily reminder of the work left to be done. You always get that sense of, are we going to make it? I believe that we're going to make it. Wow, talk about tragedy that turned into a tale of redemption. Yeah, and if you still want to donate to the ongoing recovery effort, and as you can see, there's still a lot to be done, you can do so by using the QR code on your screen or visiting this website, recoverymayfieldgraves.com. Well, next, the agriculture impact of the tornado a year ago is one that's still evolving. From the grain void left by the storm to others still working to pick up the pieces, our Christmas comeback continues. As the sun rose on December 11th, it revealed the extent of the destruction left behind. But even while the road to recovery continues, the fact that farmers had a crop to harvest is pretty incredible amid the rubble. Debris still scattered in the fence rows, pieces of metal jammed into trees, the damage carved into the countryside along the tornado's 220-mile path. Davy Stevens farms in western Kentucky. The night of the storm, he pulled his neighbors, also his landlords, from their house and took them to the hospital for help. The days following the tornado were surreal. By the time we got our head wrapped around it, it would have probably been a week after that. At that point, we started having to pick up in the fields. And then some days you can't pick up in the fields. We had grain contracts to do. He says a quarter of his farmland was covered in debris. It took until April to clean it up. Thank goodness there were some farms we could just put off and, and allow planning schedules to go around that farm and just say, we're not done with yet with it because there's just too much debris in it. Pieces of poultry houses scattered across fields, forcing crews to pick and clean from one end of a field to the other. The local USDA office says in this area alone, the price tag for farmland cleanup topped $2 million. There were so many days we took, we took two dozers, and you just worked on farms. My mother-in-law's farm took nine, nine or 10 days to clean up. I mean, from the debris to the brush in the field, uh, just tree lines destroyed, everything. While Stevens was able to plant, he had to travel miles to find an available elevator as Mayfield grain now looks like this. There was an immediate effect there on you know, grain that was stored and then where to sell their product this year. Um, so it's, it's been impactful to the farmers here in Grace County. To date, the elevator remains closed, unable to get repaired. Fencing was another major loss. While some ag businesses struggled to rebuild, others were more fortunate. There was a million dollars worth of poultry barns that you're looking at in, in West Kentucky. And for the most part, they made it through the, the tornado pretty well. For him, the greatest assets remain the farmers who answered the call for help. It was really humbling to see that first Saturday morning when you're going by, and I know most of the, the, the vehicles driving by are my farmers pulling their excavators and pulling their dump trucks 
and they're just digging rubble. We provided meals on our parking lot here at Wade Farm Financial Services up until May, three times a week. They also planted a community garden to aid neighbors wiped out by the storm. The farmers help each other out. They help their neighbors out. When there's a disaster, they all jump in and help their neighbors. A helping hand as farmers and the agricultural industry here work to piece not only itself, but an entire community back together. I still tear up when I drive downtown. It's really hard to get your head around. And yet, bit by bit, piece by piece, Mayfield is reclaiming its future, forging a bond stronger than any tornado can tear apart. The largest employer in the area is Pilgrim's Pride. It didn't escape the tornado, but it sprung into action to help the community, as you'll see next. Plus how compassion took control a day after the tornado hit, a remarkable story of a teenager who knew no limits. Well, Mayfield wasn't the only town impacted by the tornado outbreak. Less than an hour east, the University of Kentucky's Research and Education Center in Princeton suffered heavy damage, including the Grain and Forge Center of Excellence building that had just opened in 2019. Over the summer, the UK Board of Trustees approved a $38 million plan to rebuild the main building. Officials are hoping to complete the work in time to celebrate the center's 100th birthday in 2025. Well, businesses in Western Kentucky were also hit by the storms, including Pilgrim's Pride, which has a huge presence here in Mayfield. And what they had to do to get back up and running is an incredible story. At Pilgrim's Pride, there's pride in the fact these lines are still running, processing some 1.9 million birds a week. Every day is different. I mean, we, we stay busy. Uh, there's no consistency in the chicken business, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very busy. The county's largest employer, with some 1,350 hands on deck, supporting more than 250 family farmers, did not escape last year's tornado unscathed. When I first saw it, I'm like, oh my God, uh, Mayfield has just been severely damaged. I mean, it was, it was something you, you, you see on the news, but you don't, you don't see it at home. Two hatcheries and its feed mill were damaged. Trucks were destroyed making continued operation a challenge. How are we gonna make this work? How are we gonna feed our chickens? Uh, how are we gonna hatch our birds? I mean, when you don't have a hatchery and you don't have a feed mill, it's, it's kinda of hard to do those things. That's when neighbors, fellow farmers, and even other companies stepped in to help. And it was a huge piece just to coordinate all that. I mean, I had some guys just scheduling the feed, some guys scheduling the, the hatching, some guys scheduling birds going out, I mean, it, it was, it was different. And while the company found its footing, eventually getting one of the hatcheries up and running, the people that make up the workforce were also dealing with fallout from the storm. We had four families, I think, that actually lost their homes, but we had like 14 other families that had damage. Those competitors donated trailers full of food, dry goods, water, diapers, and blankets, while corporately, Pilgrim's Pride also gave back in time resources, and monetarily, donating $1 million to help rebuild homes and another quarter million to rebuild the park. At the end of the day, this whole community came together and, and, and I do believe uh, Mayfield will be stronger from this. A moment of pride for a company and a community as they continue their race toward recovery.
In May, Pilgrims announced a $1 million donation to the HOPE initiative. The money is being used to build 10 houses for families displaced by the tornado. Well, still ahead on Christmas comeback, a teenager who let compassion take control and let the skies lead her to help. Plus, the Mayfield Cardinals football team seemed to use the town's heartache to fuel their journey to the state championship game this year. It's stories you won't want to miss next. From the rubble rose some touching acts of kindness. And two specific efforts were carried out by teenagers who saw no city limits or competition that day. Sitting in her home two hours from Mayfield, Mary Shock learned about the turmoil just like every other teenager that night. I saw, you know, I saw it on that news. And, you know, I sat up all night watching, you know, it was, ha it was happening here, but not as bad. So I was up all night, you know, with the storms. But the next morning, she had a calling to help. I knew that I had the resources. I knew that nobody else could really drive. The semi-trucks, you know, were turned over, the roads were blocked, but the runway is only 3,000 feet and all they had to do was clear it and I could be there with so much supplies. But this wasn't a flight she did every day. At 16 years old, this would be Shock's first solo flight. I, you know, I was trying to get my hours, I was trying to fly solo, but I'd never been on a mission. Within 30 minutes, she had the approval to make the trip. And that's when Shock got to work. We we put out there, we're opening the doors to the church and a local community a few counties over, and we're opening the doors to the airport. And anybody that wants to bring something, you just bring it, you drop it off. From baby formula and diapers to trash bags, she jetted off with the necessities in tow. We pulled over there, I mean, within five feet. Uh, we unloaded everything. And um, from there, people from the city came out to the airport and dispersed it to where it needed to go. But she knew her work still wasn't done. Then we eventually took some Christmas presents um, more towards the end of the month, towards Christmas. Last December, Shock put a desire to help into action. Those people didn't deserve that, and I could, and I knew I had to do something. And as Compassion took flight that day, that same month, a town nearly five hours from Mayfield refused to let Mayfield stand in solitude. Last year, on November 26th, this team, Beachwood High School of Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, we met them in a semifinal game, and we were not, we did not come out the victor. And just two weeks after that game, Beachwood marched into Mayfield with help. There came people from Beachwood, their football team, Fort Mitchell people. They brought money, they brought supplies, they brought their hearts. From foes on the field to friends on that December day. They brought their help. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. What Onan describes as a football school here in Mayfield, the Mayfield Cardinals fought the entire season this year to bring joy to the community. And that's exactly what they did. We have the fourth best winning record in the whole United States. That's a wow. That's a wow for our little school. They made it to the Class 2A state championship this month, and you'll never guess whom the Mayfield Cardinals met once again. That's right, Beachwood, with the two mayors documenting the emotional occasion. He and I are going to meet on the field, and we have a presentation to give to the city of Fort Mitchell and the high school in Beachwood. This is a very special event. What these teenagers learned this year can't be taught in a classroom or coached on a football field. Life lessons on how to be selfless servants, even if it's hundreds of miles away.
You're not sitting them down and saying, this is how you treat people. They are witnessing it. They are witnessing it by doing it and by seeing how we help each other. And it's from the heart. Congratulations to the Cardinals on a successful season and to the entire community of Mayfield that proved you can weather any storm through faith and determination. And while there's a lot left to be done, it was an honor to revisit Mayfield, Kentucky a year later and share their stories and their road to recovery. And a special thank you to Case IH. And a thank you to all of you for joining us for the special edition, A Christmas Comeback.